Jesus. Good morning. Good morning, class. <laughs> Order. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That was wonderful this morning that we have oil. We all, if we have asked Jesus Christ into our heart, then I have some oil. Thank you. And what I have is enough. It's enough. It's good enough. Okay? And I can always grow and build. And man, that seems loud. Am I loud? Um, I can always grow and, and build and, and increase my oil. But I do have something to give. I do have some. Hallelujah. Um, we've been looking at the fear of the Lord. Elder Robert brought a, a, the very first lesson. It was wonderful. He talked about how we have to know God before we really can fear God. We've got to know him. I, I need to know who he is. And, um, and in studying this and in praying and, and in seeking God, I'm, I'm finding out that, um, we don't know him. <laughs> we don't really know him. I was just praying last night, and I'm like, God, how many times, how many times have I sat down to worship, you know, to praise you and to worship you and, and to get in your presence? And, and before you know it, I'm checking my phone. <laughs> you know, before, before you know it, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up. I'm going to do something. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Who God is. God. Okay? Um, let's start out by saying that we need, I want a revelation. A revelation of God. Yes, he's my father. Yes. He's my father. And yes, he's the lover of my soul. And yes, I want to be a friend of God. But he's God. He's God. He's not the man upstairs. He's not my sugar daddy. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not Santa Claus. He's not... The guy who gets me out of a predicament, you know, when I get in trouble and I run to it. Mm -hmm. We need a revelation of who God is. Amen. Let's go, let's go first and look at Romans 1. Um, verse 20. Unless we're going to just teach this morning, okay? Just going to teach who... I, we need a revelation of who God is and, and what we really do without even thinking that we're doing this. It's a, it's a natural thing, and we are not natural. We are supposed to be supernatural. Amen? Okay, verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. If we just look at creation... We can see and know that this didn't just happen. That a molecule in the ocean, you know, I mean, that's, that is crazy. We you can look at creation and see that we were created. 
that, that there's a God that put this into motion. There's a God that said this. Yes. With, um, when you said that, there's too much order for there to have been chaos to create this. Amen. Amen. And he's because a God of order. That's exactly what the whole Big Bang Theory is, is a whole lot of, a whole lot of chaos and order came Just out of chaos. bang, it happened. I don't think that happened. No, I don't think so. And Elder Robert has a T-shirt. He used to wear it all the time, and it said the Big Bang Theory. God spoke, and bang, it happened. <laughs> like, yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, for the invisible things of him from the invisible things. Wait, whoa, I read that again. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they be without excuse. We are without excuse. We can look at creation and see. You can look at the human body. This did not happen by happenstance. Every part of us, the eyeball, oh my goodness. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, to the birds and the four-footed beast and the creeping things. Now, what did I just say? What did that just say right there? That we take the incorruptible God, we take the glory and the image of the incorruptible God, and we bring him down to my level. Because I can deal with him that way. I can deal with the God that's on my level. I can't deal with that incorruptible, perfect, omnipresent, omniscient, omni, omni, omni God, right? Who said, light be. And light became. And, and they came back from the ramp talking about what light was that because he didn't create the sun until the fourth day. <laughs> what light was that? Where, how do we even know where, that's what he tells Job, do you even know where light comes from? You know where the darkness lives? Where were you? Where were you when I formed the earth? And the earth looks like I don't even have anything small enough. In the universe, the earth looks like... <laughs> Excuse me. But we need a revelation of God. And the fear of the Lord. Yes, sir. We need a revelation of God. Hey. Here it is. There you are. My name is Bo. <laughs> and uh, I got a theory. Maybe y'all might run me out of here. I don't know. But I want to <laughs> tell you about how powerful God is. You know, he, you can't see him. He's invisible, right? So maybe what's in the center of the universe that gave all this light and power that you see is a little speck in him, and he's in the center of the universe. Could be. Uh, Amen. And for us, 
You know, I've had an empty shell, empty hole in me all my life, and I feel like he's in here with me now, and he's filling yeah. a hole in me. Amen. That couldn't be filled. Amen. And it's working. Amen. That's power and love. For God. Yes, it is. And he's a, he's a mighty God. And, and he takes, just like he takes that, the universe, one time, this has been a, a while back, and it goes to what he says that that God has filled him. And that God that we're talking about has, has decided to come and live on the inside of you. You know, come and live on the inside of me. But one time years ago, I was, um, I had just woke up or I was just fixing to go to sleep. I don't remember which. I was laying in the bed and, and I was just praising, just, just worshiping God. I think it was in the morning because, you know, it's good to connect with God before we try to connect with folks. I don't always do that, but it's a good thing to live by. And, and so I was just worshiping him. And all of a sudden, I felt myself like be taken somewhere you know what I mean and it's like all of and I became very little 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 and I saw all of a sudden I saw the horizon of the earth the round you know of the earth and I'm and I'm going away from it and the earth becomes a speck of dust a speck inside and then all of a sudden I can see the whole entire universe and it's like the size of a little smaller than a volleyball the universe do you know how many trillions of galaxies there is in the universe I mean we don't even know there, there's there's millions and billions of, of galaxies in an hour sphere let alone the whole of creation and and as I was like God what is this and and all of a sudden I saw this big huge hand and that little ball sitting right in that hand and and this big arm and I thought oh my God you are a big big God you are big and I don't have any concept of what you are Okay, now I'm going to turn this to me. If I had a concept of what he is, the words would never come out of my mouth. God's been dealing with me for six months to do this. Oh, my God. No, I have taken God, and I have brought him down to my level when I can say he's been dealing with me for six months to do this. I just said I have no fear of God. I have no fear of the Lord whatsoever. He's on my level. He's the man upstairs. He's my friend. Me and God got a good thing going. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Man upstairs knows my heart. Yeah, he knows my heart. He knows it's wicked above all things. He knows my heart. And he loves me anyway. Anyway, he knows what's in here, and he loves me anyway. And he chose to take that speck, that little tiny speck called the earth, and he chose to pour all his focus on that earth and, 
and all of his focus on me and on you. Amen? He's a big, big God. A big God. But we take and we bring him down to my level. Amen. So that I can deal with him. <laughs> oh my God, how superior and self-righteous and arrogant am I? To think that I can deal with God. Oh goodness, I ain't meaning to get on to nobody. I'm this all five fingers is pointed at Babs this morning. All of them. Let's go to, I don't know if I want to go there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, I want to read out of the message. I want to read Isaiah 40 out of the message Bible. I love different translations of the word of God because you get such a, you know, come on. Isaiah 40 and verse 12. And I want to do it in the message. Now if I can find it because these numbers are so small. Bear with me just a minute. Thank you, Jesus. He says... In the message, it says, who has scooped up the ocean in his two hands? <laughs> hey! You know how much water is on the earth? Who scooped that up in his hands and measured it? Wasn't me. Or measured the sky between his thumb and his little finger. Mm, yeah, that looks good. Oh, my goodness. Who has put all the earth's dirt in one of his baskets and weighed each mountain and hill? Oh, my goodness. Who could ever have told God what to do or taught him his business? <laughs> when we really think about it, it's, it really is kind of crazy to think that I can tell God his business. <gasps> that I can tell God how I want him to do something and get mad because he didn't do it like I thought he should. <gasps> oh, my goodness, Brother Timmy. Are we, is it getting real this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Elder Barbara, sometimes I think a way that we bring God down on our level without even realizing it is by praying small prayers because that's what we think we can understand or can believe him to do. Mm -hmm. Because if we pray bigger than what we think right at the moment, we don't necessarily have the faith for it. But Leonard Evan Hill said a lot of people pray, but not many have faith. Amen. Amen. That's so true. So God is a big God, and he can do big things every single day. And just because he moved in a big way today doesn't mean you're up for all the big moves of God for the rest of the week. You know, you don't use up all your big moves of God cards just in one day. He is big. <laughs> He's big enough to hold the ocean in both of his hands, and tomorrow yes. I can ask a big God to do a big deal in my life. And the yes. next day, and the next day. Yes. And by limiting him in what we can wrap our mind around brings him down sometimes on a level. So we need to dare to believe that this God is big enough to hold the ocean, like you just read. Amen. In two hands. He's big enough 
to move big on our behalf. He is big enough. He's big enough. And we need to start, we need to change our perception. We've had some very good, wonderful messages on perception here. Very good teachings on perception. And that's what we have to do is change my perception. But God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me with this. You are God. God. Not my buddy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to I don't want to bring God down on that on that level. I want to see him as who he is and who I am in him. And yes, he loves me. He loves you and he chooses to put his focus on us. We are his creation. We are his creation. He created us. He created me and you in his image. He didn't create any create anything or anyone else in his image. He created us in his image. Yes. I'm created in his image. And, I, and he made a way for me to be able to come to him and say, God, I, I need you. Or, God, I need some help. Or, God, I love you and I worship you. And you are majestic and mighty and awesome in all your ways. You are perfect in everything that you do. Everything is perfect. Help me. Help me because I know that you predestined me before, the found, before he said light be. He already determined and he gave everything for me to be conformed into his image and become just like him. Amen? It's my choice to do that. I have to choose to let him do that in me. I have to not see him as my level. I can't see him that way. I have to see that this is God. And if God said, oh, you know what I thought. How many times have I done this? Been in prayer, been in the service, and you feel that God wants you to say or do something or say this. And then after church, I say, you know, I felt like God wanted me to say such and such and such. Oh, Jesus Please don't ever, ever let that come out of my mouth ever again because this is God. And if I don't obey him, I have just put him down on my level. I have taken that incorruptible God and I have put him on the corruptible level. Help us, God. Change the way we see you. Change the way that I think about my God. He's God. Just like he told Job, do you even know where light come from? You know where darkness lives? Where were you when I created the earth? Where were you? What do I hold the earth on? <laughs> I'm sure he's going... He said, I'm fixing to ask you some questions, Job, and you're going to answer me. That's what he said. Because Job is whining and he's, and uh, God, I would, I, if I see somebody that's, that's naked, I clothe them. You know, he's really saying, I'm good, God, I'm real good. Let's go look. Oh, Jesus. In, in Job 29, Job takes like 
three chapters there, 29, 30, and 31, and he's telling God really how good he is, right? And he's a little upset because all these things are happening to him. So he's, he's trying to, he's taking God, and he's bringing him down right here, and he's saying, but you know, God, I, I, hey, if somebody's hungry, I feed them. I sit in the gates, you know? His chest was kind of puffed out with all them sores all over him. <laughs> I mean, for real. Really? Ain't that what was happening? He done lost everything he owned. His body was covered in sores, and he wants to get up and say, but God, you ain't treating me right. I'm a good boy. I'm a good old boy. There's some pride in being a redneck. He kind of cocky with sores all over him. Ain't got nothing. Nothing. And he took three chapters. <laughs> he took three chapters to tell God how good he was. You know, God, you are not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. You ain't paying attention to me, God. And then the next few chapters, his friends talk, you know. But then God speaks. Then God starts speaking in uh, 40. Isn't it Job 40? Where did Job go? I can't even find Job. Job, Job got scared because he was talking to God like that. And he left. Well, my goodness. Pages come out of my Bible. Okay, I'm going to go right here. I'm going to do this one. Job 40. 38 is where he starts. Yeah, now finally God answered Job from the eye of a violent storm. I'm going to read this from, from the message again. He says, why, do you, why are you confusing the issue? And why are you talking about things you don't know anything about? God's like, look here, fella. Who are you? He said, who, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. We need to be shaken. I'm going to question you and you're going to answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know, because you're so good. You're just that good. That's, that's Charlotte's favorite. You're just that good that you know. You know the measurements. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And after God talks to him, he says, he says or, or who stretched a line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? What is the foundations of the world fastened upon? His word. His word. God's word. He says everything is hung by the word of his power. Amen. This is a big God. This, 1 Corinthians says that he is the preeminence. He is the supreme. Mm, hallelujah. You know where light lives? <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Did you break the back of Leviathan? Amen. Not me. I didn't break the back of Leviathan. I submitted to Leviathan. That's what I did. When, when God, God, y'all, capital letters, God. When God spoke to me and told me to do, ask me to do something, he don't even force me to do things. I then submitted to Le- Leviathan and said, I don't think to, I'm scared. That was my thing. I'm afraid of these people. I'm afraid these people are going to think less of me. Or they're going to see that I'm not what I think I am. So I'm just thinking, I'm not going to obey you, God. God, I just said I'm not going to obey you, God. (sighs) Thank God he's merciful. That he is merciful and he is good to all that he has made. Or I would have been dead 9,000 years ago. You know what I mean? The things that have come out of my mouth that are against God because they are against his people. You know, I never said the words out of my mouth. God, you just don't know what you're doing because, you know, you, gave, you said those people were, so, you know, I never said that. God, you don't know what you're doing. But I said that. I said that because I looked down my nose at somebody because they don't think like I think. Or they don't act like I act. Or they don't pray like I pray. Or they don't teach like I teach. Whatever. They don't look like I look. That's God's people. That's God's people. That's not. And what I'm saying to him is you don't really know what you're doing, God. I wouldn't let them stand up and say nothing. I would not let her get up there and sing. I, <laughs> Hey, I better, I need to check myself. I need to check myself. She brought up Leviathan. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. It is the big baddie. That's That's what got Satan threw out of heaven because he was prideful. He's thinking he's over God. Everyone likes me because I, Sing so well. Sorry, y'all. That's what, you know, he's thinking. He's got a following. People love music. And he had all kind of instruments coming out of him. I mean, he didn't just sing. When he opened his mouth, it sounded like, I don't know, this big old band. And it was awesome. And, he, and pride, he's prideful because that's good. But he didn't have, God gave him that. God put that in him. He didn't create that himself. God did it. And so that pride steps in because all of a sudden, that's what she was talking about this morning about how I can come up alongside someone else and somebody else has labored in prayer and they have, God has given them a revelation of something and I hear it and, oh, yeah, that's good. And so I'm going to come right on over here and I'm going to give that revelation. Like that was mine. I'm scared now. I'm scared to do that. No way. Will I? Uh, no. 
say we're gonna be singing for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna sing it here, but I'm gonna be singing longer than him. Yeah. So there is a payday to yes. not obeying God. Yes. He may be using a little bit now, you know, uh, through all these rock bands and country singers and all his stuff flowing through them because the anointing, you know, for for evil. I mean, the kids run after it, but mm-hmm. he there's a day that he's thrown in to the pit. Yes. That he's not going to be able to to have that. Amen. Amen. And we're going to be able to look at him and say that that right there is what shook nations. That right there is what I was afraid of. That. When we see him. Amen. So God is talking to Job and he's saying, who, who, who are you? And then Job, all of a sudden, Job sees himself and he says, oh my God. Uh, he repents and he says, I am filthy. I am sorry, God, that I would that I would lift myself above you and bring you to my level and fuss and gripe and complain about anything that you do because you are perfect in all of your ways, even if it brings me discomfort for a minute, for just a minute. Because what happened to him? Oh, my goodness. Double Double, double. God gave him double. So even if what happens causes me a little discomfort, and you know what? It, it's going to cause me discomfort because God's just trying to, he's just trying to prune me. He's just trying to cut me a little bit so that I can bear some fruit. That's all he's doing so that I can be conformed to his image, so that I can start acting like him. I should act like him. I should walk like him. I should smell like him. There should be a fragrance coming from us. And it's God. It's a God fragrance. There should be life coming from us because we've spent time with him. And we know who he is. And I know who I am in him. And there should, there should be something coming from me. I should be able, like we've been talking in prayer and stuff, I should be able to pour some oil, some very costly oil out on you. I should be able to do that if I've been with him. If I've been with him, I've got something to give you. And if I've been with him, I I want to give this to you. If I've been with him, I care about you. If I've been with him, there's some oil in me. And I know that the answer to your problem is in here. It's in here. And don't have anything to do with me. That's God. That's just because I've come up beside him. And I've gotten, I've closed that door. Like was said this morning, I closed that door. And I scoot up real close to him. And I break my alabaster box on him. And I worship him. And I tell him who he is, not who I am, but who he is. Hallelujah. And when I do that, there's some oil that comes into me. And yes, it cost me something. It cost a lot. That oil that she broke on him was a whole year's wages in that one box. So that's all of her time. 
you know, my money's important to me. It, it takes time for me to get that money. And, and a lot of you sweat. It's hard work to get that money, you know. And so that represents my life. And that was a whole year of her life that she poured out upon him. Hallelujah. And we're still talking about her today. There's benefits. But we don't look at the benefits. But there are benefits whenever we pour ourselves out on God. When we give, Pastor brought a message one day in prayer, and it was the woman at the well. And how we always come to God, we always come to Jesus and give me, give me, give me. But, but he said, you, give me a drink. Why don't you give me a drink? And so we come to him, and we, I'm not asking you for a thing, God. Not asking you for a thing. I just worship you, and I love you. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are, be- you are power. You, God, you are power. You are might. You are perfect. You are the the provider. You are the healer. You are the righteousness on the inside of me. You are. You are that. Hallelujah. It doesn't have anything to do with me. That's what when Isaiah said that he saw the Lord, I see the Lord high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. Do you know that is big when the back of your skirt, you know, your train can fill this whole place. That's a big God. We got to change our perception of what we see. He said the minute he saw God, he said, woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me be able to just stand in your presence, God. Help me. That's what we need to say instead of look at me. I'm anointed. It is not. It's all his. And, and you know what? If I have that attitude, I, I'm anointed. Guess what? I'm only anointed in my own mind. Everybody sitting out there knows I ain't got no anointing on me. Everybody. Because it ain't me. It's not about me. It's him. It's his anointing. It's his gift. He gave me a gift. He gave me a talent. He gave me life. He breathed into me. He gave me the gift of the Holy Ghost that helps me overcome. He did that. He did it, not me. I was a puddle, a puddle of fear, a puddle of prideful fear. Now, in that kind of, I told Dana one time I felt like I was schizophrenic or something because one minute I felt this way and the next minute I was like, (laughs) you know, but that's how all that stuff works. That's how the enemy works in us. But whenever we come to God, mm-mm-mm. when I can really come to him and lay myself at his feet and see who he is, the fear of the Lord 
the fear of the Lord, and never again do I, and I'm scaring myself by saying this, never again do I ever want him to deal with me about something. God says, quit it. <laughs> it is done. It's done, God. It's done, God, because whenever I don't obey him, I just keep putting myself above him. I'm putting myself above him. He's small in my mind. Yes, that's what he said. He said, you were good when you were small in your mind, when you didn't think you were something. Because all that I do ain't nothing. It's nothing. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to just talk to God and ask God to help me. Help me change the way I see you. And if I see something, if there's something in this word, that's the written word of God. He's already spoke that to me right there. If I see it in this word, then I need to... I need to be saying, God, help me do this right here because you just said to do this. And then when that voice speaks to me, the voice, oh, my God, the voice of God, because he's so gentle and he's so compassionate and he's so caring about us, he speaks to us in a still, small voice. But you know that his voice is like the sound of many waters. You know that his voice is like thunder. You know what I'm saying? He's God. He's God, and he just helps my ears to be able to handle him, right? It's just like with, with Moses and the children of Israel. Moses feared God, and so he drew close to God, and God's voice was clear to him. But the children of Israel were afraid of God, and so they drew back away from him, and he was thunder and lightning and roar, you know? And they couldn't understand anything he said. So they had to go to Moses and say, will you hear God for us? Because, because actually, because we don't want to conform. We want to do what we want to do. When it all comes down to it, that's what they said. I don't want to let God deal with me about some things in my life so I can get close to him. Because y'all know the word says that sin can't come in his presence. And so when I know I have sin in my life, I'm, and I, excuse me, but when I sin, I know it. I know I got sin. Yeah, ain't nobody got to tell me. That's why I hide it. Except for my other buddies that sin with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't hide it from them. We all out there in the open. But I, I hide things because it's wrong. And I know it's wrong. And I don't want God touching it. So therefore... I bring him down to my level because he's now a God I can deal with. And I give you this, but I ain't giving you this. This is mine, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Thank you that you are merciful. That you are merciful with us. That he has not struck me dead yet. And sent me to hell. That's what the word says. Why are you afraid of man who can do nothing but kill you? Fear the one that can kill you and send your soul to hell. Mm. It's a little different there. 
And I heard Pastor Eileen say that, you know, when we're talking about the fear of the Lord one time, and, and she was talking to us that that is a reverential, it's a respect, it's knowing who God is. But if you want to be afraid of something, be afraid of him too. Be afraid. <laughs> be afraid. He can send you to hell. Be scared. If you want to be skirt of something, be skirt of God. Instead of people. Yes. People can't do anything but look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, there she, that, that radical girl, she's crazy. <laughs> Y'all don't get too close to her because she's crazy and she don't talk about nothing but Jesus, okay? And we don't want to be like that. We want to be, be like everybody else, you know, and have everybody like me and everybody think I'm really nice and, oh, she's so sweet and I just love her and... I want God to say, I love you. I love you. You obey me every time I tell you to do something. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to draw close to him because I'm not, I don't have anything to hide from him. So I want to draw close to him. So all that stuff that I want to hide from him because I don't want him to touch it, I want all that stuff out of me out of me because we talked about the 10 virgins this morning at prayer because I want to be those five that goes in that's what I want I don't want to be knocking on that door but God wait a minute I prophesied (laughs) don't you remember that time God I laid my hands on the sick person and that guy that headache went away God I prophesied and I said in the name of Jesus I did, I cast out devils. I know they all went in me, but I did cast them out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get rid of the ones in me, God. But I, you know, no, give me a break. I want to be those five with the oil, with the oil that he takes in. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on in here and enter the joy of the Lord. We're fixing a feast, girl. We're fixing a party. We're going to have a good time for eternity. Yes. It's a good teaching when you get revelation when they're teaching. But I had never seen this before. What did the bridegroom want them to have the oil for? Maybe to pour out on him. What's the oil for? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my pastor. Yes. That's awesome that we go, what are we taking oil into him for? Maybe to pour out on him. Amen. That's good to know that I'm worshiping him. I'm drawing close to him. I'm, I'm coming up beside him and, and I'm dying to my flesh. I'm dying to the, to the people that try to pull me out of God. I'm dying to all of that stuff. Everything that fights God on the inside of me. I die to that and I stand for him. And I receive oil. I receive oil and I can pour it out on him. And I can worship him and love him because it's all about him. This is his creation. I am his creation. You are. It's all about him. Everything. Amen. The word says that when we feed someone, we do it as unto the Lord. When we clothe someone, we're clothing Jesus, you know. When you go and you visit someone in the hospital or the prison, you did that to me. 
So we are pouring it on him. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that when, when the door opens, when the bridegroom comes for the bride. Mm, hey, thank you, Lord, that I have oil in my lamp. Hallelujah. And I can pour that oil out upon you when you close that door. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for changing our perception of you. Thank you for giving us a revelation of who our God is. Hallelujah. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That you deserve to be worshipped and feared because you are God. Hallelujah. Thank you for changing the way that we think about you. Thank you for that, God. In the name of Jesus, I just thank you for the rest of this service. I just pray for Nick and, and all of those kids that are getting up there with revelation, God, that they revolution that has revelation. Hallelujah. That they worship you, that they close their self off and they worship you and they create the atmosphere for the king of all kings to walk in this place this morning and fill this temple with his train. Hallelujah. And for the word that you've prepared for us today, God, I open my spirit up for it, Lord, and I thank you for changing me today. In Jesus' name, amen.